0: Come on Tottenham, stick it in the goal Come on Tottenham, the not so bloody slow You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen Put on that lily white and run on to that green White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its load of nights we fought our team through thick and thin and all those boring nights And when the game is done we'll sing a song and talk it out all night Hey! Come on Tottenham, Peters. stick it in the goal. Oh, come Peters. on yeah. so bloody, show you,
1: you know the Hi, it's season 6, episode 27 of the Tottenham Family Podcast. Joining me this week, David Fornell from Sussex. Good afternoon. And Zoe Pearson from Watford.
2: Hiya both.
1: Hiya. Right, um, let's begin with our match in the middle of the week Champions League game against Leipzig um we're still in the tie at 1-0 um who shall I come to first So thoughts on the Leipzig match
3: um I think I'm glad we're still in the tie at this stage um it could have been a very different story had they been more clinical and putting their chances away but um I think Mourinho sort of played the best hand that he could in in that game and obviously the fact that we've got no strikers is, is beginning to sort of hurt us now particularly in the of game but um, I think that obviously despite the obvious error with the, the penalty that we conceded in, I think I think they've probably stuck to Mourinho's game plan more in, in that fixture than, than the ones later in, in the week at Chelsea but um, glad to still be in it we can definitely go and, and, and get something at their place if we get our shooting from on but it's, it's going to be it's going to be a hard one to sort of balance
1: mm. D- um, David I, looking at Leipzig it reminded me of Spurs a few years ago watching them
2: yeah yeah and the the, the age um, the average age of, of Leipzig gives you a clue to that um, Nagelmann is an excellent coach uh, the, the thing that I think that um picks him out a little bit is that he uh, lost his football career uh, as a very young man with knee problems and uh, after that he's become a real um, dedicated uh, coach uh, working with some good names and uh, I I would actually go back to Brian Clough when he got injured very young and went into management very early and I don't know what happened to him in the end but uh, uh, I think he did quite well Uh, and and Nagelman will too uh, very well drilled side. They reminded me very much of all the top sides of like Liverpool and Man City, um, where it's not the, the word high press is, is, overused. It's not necessarily a high press they do, but they press and they do what, you know, this is Pep Guardiola's five seconds to get the ball back. And you see them smother us very quickly. I mean, the start of the game was stifling. We, we couldn't move and they were all over us again. Um, we were very fortunate not to be at least 2-0 down in the first 10 minutes. But but I just watched the game again. And after the Chelsea game, which we we're going to talk about, everything seemed doom and gloom. We lost the last two games. We we'd had no um, uh, vibrancy about us. We, we, we looked almost clueless. But actually, when you watch the Leipzig game again, after that first quarter of an hour we dragged ourselves into the game the problem we had just as so is saying is that um the lack of a striker or, or a recognized one that, that i say a striker but somebody can hold the ball up has come back to um bite us in the backside, and, and you could see we hadn't got that outlet and that was the problem but other than that actually we, we came back into the game what was a very good side at Leipzig. I watched them against Bayern Munich a couple of weeks before, a week or so before, and they got a nil-nil out of it, and we're well worthy of it, and you know, we know how good Bayern Munich are by the fact that we were absolutely thumped by them, but um, they are an excellent side, one nil down, and you're quite right, Zoe, we're right in the tie, and I can see us going out there and giving them a game, and being one nil down, I know it's a way goal, but we just need one goal, and then we're we're in the tie. That's it.
1: Yeah, I I think it could have been a hell of a lot worse. And um, and at one nil, we're still in the tie. That those are the positives that I take from it. But I I honestly can't see us getting beyond, uh, beyond the last sixteen. Um, no, I, I was, do you know what, I was actually quite bored on Wednesday night watching that game, I just, it wasn't a great game of football, and, uh I understand there are, there are there are reasons for that, I understand, we, we, we don't have a, um, we don't have Harry Kane, we don't have Son, we, we, that's, any team is going to miss that firepower, um, but, uh yeah, I, I don't know. I I, I, I I thought it was disappointing, but I think it could have been a hell of a lot, lot, a lot worse. It, 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 um, we we contained them, and at one 0 and and at one nil, we're still very much in the leg, in 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 in, in the tie. Um, so I think
2: it. I think we gave them plenty to think about in the end. I really do. I know. So I just watched it again, mm. and I was quite surprised the, um, in the end by the amount of. Uh, uh, possession we did have so I, I think we're all sort of getting a little bit oh against chelsea it was just awful but um that's the last team sort of la- the last game we've seen that lasting impression and I, I don't think it was too bad i did get the stats out actually i'm just checking them again but i mean we 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 had um 12 shots of their 16 um both had five shots on target. Possession, we had 43. They'd had 57. I think one of the interesting ones was, uh, was passed with 431 against their uh, 570. Passing accuracy, we were about 5% down on their uh, 84%. Um, they had 17 fouls against us. and We only had 11. That was quite interesting. Uh, so statistically, we were very much in the game. But we all saw the good chances they had and, and should have finished them. But we did get back into it, and we just didn't have that outlet. I, I, it wasn't as bad as I remembered it when I watched it on the night. The trouble is you get caught up with emotion on the on the evening, and you're watching us sort of get almost hammered that first quarter of an hour, and and we took some while coming in the game, but we were in it um, mm. a, 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 in, in occasions. Um, so yeah, we got it. But I said to you, Javin, before uh, the Leipzig, I, I can't see us going through on this. I've watched them. They're good. We are a sitting duck at the moment because of the injuries, particularly, and because of new players still not really bedded in and knowing each other. It's it's a it's a big ask of Spurs to to get past. But like if we do, fantastic. Um,
1: with, with with that in mind, with with the injuries, with the fact that we played, that I mean, you said you didn't think that we 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 would. L- go through against Leipzig, I don't think we'll we'll, we'll, we'll go through with that, with the the fact that we've got injuries, the fact that we've got that extra game in the middle of the week that Chelsea didn't have, turning to yesterday's game, should Jose have prioritised and rested some players for that match and played others yesterday? Um, No. Because I looked at his, okay, why?
2: No. Oh, because we should take each game as it comes and try and win that game. It's what the fans demand. It's what we pay, Javid. You know, we go there, we pay good money. Um, we don't even throw toilet rolls on the pitch either for it. Um, think of it. But, we, no, we pay our money. We, we, we've we, got a squad of players. Um, we ask them to win that game and then pick the best side he can against Chelsea.
1: But surely fourth is a or would have been a more attainable target than than...
2: Oh, I agree going all
1: the way in the Champions League
2: I, no I agree with you Javid, but who knows who would have thought we'd have got to the final last year you just never know hmm. you know that's that's what the fans do demand and I and I cannot I cannot criticize the manager for doing for trying to do that I'll criticize him for other things but not for that one anyway for the moment what do you think Zoe do you would you think he's got it wrong in, in his priorities
3: I I agree with what you're saying there, David. I I, I think it comes down to a mentality thing as well, because I think had had we got tonked, it was disappointing that we lost both games, that we sort of feel like the two most important fixtures in in, in the upcoming sort of little period, and we we ended up losing both, but had we we filled it out a week aside and got absolutely tonked, then I can understand that 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 doesn't do any help to the team either, because mentally they've then got that hurdle to get over of not only losing the fixture but being absolutely humiliated. So I, I, I think you have to, in the two most important fixtures, important fixtures, even though we've lost both, we definitely had to feel the strongest possible teams for both. Um, I, I don't see how... Can you, can you imagine if he had to feel the a second string eleven for for the Champions League game or, or the Chelsea one? he had been absolutely annihilated on Twitter. Yes. People would have got right on his back what is he doing why isn't he playing the best best 11 and unfortunately with our situation our, our best 11 includes players that wouldn't necessarily get into our 11 if all of our players at the moment were fit yeah we just have to we just have, we're stretched to the bare bones and and it's exposed more so in the last two games because of how, how vital they've been and because we've lost both.
1: With either of you baffled, I mean, he, okay, he didn't... We, he 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 didn't prioritise yesterday and, as David said, take each game as it comes. Were either of you baffled with the starting line-up yesterday, both in terms of the personnel and formation?
2: I wouldn't say baffled, um, but I was a little surprised... Um, I the trouble is I don't know what the fitness levels are like. Um, I think I'm disappointed with with um, yesterday's lineup. That um, as we played a back three, back five, whatever we would call it, using uh, Tunganga as more of an overlapping fullback and Davis, I don't think Davis is an overlapping fullback. I don't
1: think I, to, think Tunganga I don't think Tanganga is either.
2: Well, no, he's not. But I'll start with with Davis first because. He's a lovely, steady back four fullback. He's a defender first and foremost. He gets good crosses in, he? but he's got a bit to do that. But I partly I would say, well, that seemed to me made for Cessignon. Yeah. But at the moment, he's not picking him now. Cessignon might not be ready, might not be right for some reason. But that's what I would like to have seen. Um, Lacelso was played out wide, but and and seemed to sort of. Not be as involved as I would have liked. I would like to have seen him in the middle. Um, it, it, <laughs> there were little things. and I, I guess Lamella, I think we'd, a lot of us would like to see Lamella start because he came on against Leipzig and lit the game up a bit. And you think, yeah, great. And he did so yesterday. He came, lit, lit the game up. But he probably he hasn't really trained according to Mourinho. So mm-hmm. he hasn't got 90 minutes. And we have to accept that, don't we, really? We just do.
1: Um, He was was certainly impressive middle of the week when he came on and yesterday.
2: Yeah, yeah. What I will say um, on on the back of that, which I've got to say about the Chelsea game, is, well, are we surprised that Chelsea came at us? No. Did we match them for that? No. And that's the one crime that I've got with yesterday. It was a crime that we didn't even match them for effort didn't match them for passion
1: we were second um, best to everything certainly yeah. so I mean, we, we, we can talk
2: yeah we can talk about the selection do you think do you think no I, it's all right the cell so i could turn as i say and we've be been on the left mm, i don't know it doesn't it doesn't prevent you putting the effort in I, and i think that's where it's completely won or lost
1: yeah yeah no I mean, you're right we can talk about formations all day long till we're blue in the face but fundament- yeah. fundamentally fundamentally we were second best to everything. They they were quicker. They pressed us. We didn't show that same level of urgency, effort, and it was apparent. You know, the, the better team won. Um, and yeah. that was the disappointing a- aspects of it. Um, uh, I, before I bring you in, Zoe, just on on the formation, I I I, I saw that as a back five um, rather than a back three. Uh, because you're, you're, you're playing two fullbacks, Davis and and uh, Taganga, who's a centre back. You're playing a, a, a fullback who neither of them st- strikers as sort of flying fullbacks, wing backs who can who can give you that width. You're, you're effectively asking them to do that job, be that a- outlet, and I think that that's asking a, a lot for those players. And I thought it was a little bit. <laughs> To to make that decision, to change the formation and to suddenly play Taganga at right wing back instead of Serge Uriah. Now it might well have been that Uriah, I'm no fan of Uriah, but it might well have been that Uriah has played a couple of games recently, middle of the week, last week and not to mention all the other games prior to that without any rest and he was tired or whatever. and. Uh, and that's why Taganga started and it's we, not like we've got lots of other options unfortunately there we've loaned out Walker-Peters um, but to make that change for such a big game to suddenly go with a back five to suddenly put Taganga at right back just seemed slightly odd to me um, in a way it's akin to the criticism that Pochettino got, got a few seasons back when we played Chelsea in a semi-final of the FA Cup and he decided to play um, Son at wing back you know, now now's not the time to be experimenting against a big, big team. Um, a big rival. That that side of it annoyed me. Um I also thought that Don Bellet looks broken. He really looks broken. In the same way that Lamella Jose has praised him this week and said, you know, but also noted that he's he's training separately from, from everybody else and and, and effectively we, we see a player in Lamella that who can only come on and um, maybe play for twenty, thirty minutes as well. I think, unfortunately, the same at the, at this moment in time. I think the same is true of Don Technically, he's a great player. We can see that, but he he struggles starting games. And this clamor from Spurs fans to say that well, we've got to start him, you've got to start him. He can barely last. And I'd I'd rather him come off the bench for twenty or thirty minutes if required. If required. Um, when, other, when opposition players are, are, are tired and, and the game isn't as fast and, and frantic because I, yesterday I saw a player that was just completely struggling and then the the other point was obviously what, what we said about just the underlying issue really that we were just second best to everything and that um yeah that that's gonna if if you go into a match and you 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 don't win the tackles you don't win the second balls and you your second Best every ball, you're bound to come out on the looting side. Um, thoughts, Zoe, uh, on yesterday.
3: I think he's been there on the head. There, Jack. I think it got fatigued this year. I think that's Paul Wayne was in the play. And I, I looked at the, uh, the substitutes as well that came off, and he took Toby off after after what was it, 75 minutes, something like that. He took Toby off and replaced. And you should talk to sort of gang or, or, or what have you coming off in his place. But I think um, a lot of it was was down to the players obviously feeling the fatigue from having the midweek, the mid-week games as, as well as, as an, a massive game against Chelsea. Um, I think you're right in, in terms of the, the midfield for me just just didn't work. Um, I don't know if it's because they haven't played much together or it's just uh, Chelsea ran that midfield. That's what, For me, that's where we lost the game. The intensity in the midfield, the, the, the high press sort of so much pressure on winks and and and, Ndombele and and it just took us so long to get into that Chelsea game that you know it, because we didn't match him for intensity and, and I mean I, I agree with your point about Ndombele, his body language doesn't exactly scream you know that he's putting in a massive effort but I think again that that does come down to his fitness issues and for 63 million quims, you you need that player to be hitting the ground running from the get-go and, and he, unfortunately he's just he just hasn't and whether whether it takes him a little while longer to embed and, and we'll see a better in next season I hope so but but for this I, I I don't see him being the answer to the questions that fans had um I, I want him to succeed I want him to do well but at, at this point you know Shoe shoehorn him in for the sake of him costing 63 million quid is, I think, is the wrong move. Um, it then put just uh, La Celso in, in a different position. He wasn't quite as influential, as, and maybe he had been in the in the previous game. Um But I, I, I can't fault his effort. He was he was lucky to stay on the pitch, really. La Celso I mean, the, the whole VAR, but it was just it was it was like running uphill. With, with in with treacle, it was just it just didn't go anywhere fast. It was it was a bit of a non-event really, the mm. whole game.
1: You mentioned Lascelles. without either of you mentioning the words, video assistant referee, um, talk to me about the the decision or, or or the not so much the decision, but the incident. Um, was it a red card in your opinion?
2: Um, I, yeah, at the end of it, yeah. I mean, I think if it had been uh, one of the Chelsea players on our lad, we'd all be screaming for a red card. Um, it was a stamp down. I genuinely don't think he was attempting to stamp down on him. I think it was very much a case as he was stretched out, um, the foot, the leg went under his foot a bit, but you can't get away. It's, it's, it's from the fact that he it ended up with studs right through him. Um, And I can't understand after having um, three, four, five opportunities, say the least, uh, looking back at the video footage that they didn't come up with. You know what? That's a red card. I don't understand. And then, which I find even odder during later on the game, they say, you know what? We did make a mistake. That was a red card and it's all too late now. I think we'd be bouncing off the walls now, particularly if we'd lost. Um, As it happens, Chelsea... Have a limited complaint because they still won, and and you could argue sometimes that you're better off playing a team with eleven and playing with ten. We might it might have inspired us, so uh, that that may well have worked for them. But yeah, it was a red card for me. Mm. I think he
3: was a, I think he was a very lucky boy in the end, that, and we sort of managed to sort of get away with one. There really. Um, Uh, When I first seen the tackle, I did think it was an accident. that sort of followed through. I think they they sort of concluded that he was trying to drag the ball backwards. And obviously by the time he placed his foot down, the ball had gone. And he couldn't then stop the motion of his foot. So I I agree with you that it wasn't intentional. But, um, you know, I think he was very lucky to stay on the pitch.
1: Yeah, I've seen them given. I... I'm not sure where he's supposed to put it. his foot. I don't think it was deliberate, but uh, yeah, I've seen those given. Did either of you, and this isn't, this isn't excusing his actions, but did either of you see an incident earlier in the first half when one of the Chelsea players stamped on Lo Celso?
2: Because um, nobody
1: th- nobody's talking about this, and I'm sure I saw it. Now, I was very, very far away, but I'm sure that I saw Lo Celso go down and then somebody stamped on him.
2: Oh, I didn't. No, I can't record I said I watched it again today, but I didn't see that. If if it did, I missed it. Mm. I missed it.
3: The TV didn't make any sort of big sort of notion about it, but where I watching, so I mean, it could have happened, but they just didn't draw my attention to it as a as a viewer. I mean, you were there, Jeff, so you know you would have seen it better than anybody. But it wasn't something that, that, that drew my attention.
1: Yeah. No. It it was. I was very far away, so I, I didn't have the best view. But I, I saw Lo Celso go down, and then I saw one of the Chelsea players—I can't remember. It might have been Aspilreta—raise his foot stamp to the ground, and then Lascello was sort of ro- rolling around. Um, and I can't—I honestly can't remember if it went to VA, That incident went to VAR or not. But but I, I distinctly re- re- remember it happening. But I was so far away that. Um, it there might not have been any contact, or, or you know, I s-
2: I suspect that's the case because I don't, I I don't recall seeing anything mm. like that. I'd, I'd have, I'm sure I'd have picked that up and, and tried tried in my own mind trying to use that as justification for not yeah. sending Lasselso off or something. Sure. But uh, I mean, uh, I I did think after I thought, well, you know what, I, I'm not sort of horrified by Lasselso. I wish one or two other players had, so, no, I don't mean as bad as that, but put their foot in and, and put themselves about. I I, I sent a little message to you saying, um, well, let's hope that Mourinho has got this one and sussed it tactically, but I hope we don't get a lad sent off either. Don't be down to 10 men. And I meant that because surely we're going to bring the game to them. We're going to bring a physical game, which meant we're going to have another battle and and it will risk a player being sent off. And we didn't get anything like it. Mm. So in in some ways, I wish some of the other players had got stuck in. And, ...and rustled them up. And we didn't. We had to, In the end, we danced to their tune. It's embarrassing, to be honest.
1: We've had two opportunities, at least two, maybe three, but certainly two opportunities that I remember this season to go above Chelsea and go into top four. And one of them was yesterday, and the other one was also when we played them last, in December. And I remember saying on the pod either last week or the week before that we, we you know, we, we, if, if we've put ourselves in that position this time round we need to capitalise on it and lo and behold we haven't and that's for me that's a really frustrating thing and with 11 games of the season left i don't think i don't think we deserve to be in top four i don't think we just i think a team that gets that many chance cracks of the whip and doesn't capitalize on those chances i don't think we we deserve to be there simple as that and i know i know i know they i understand that chelsea have been hit and miss and this is a team that lost at home to bournemouth and west ham and they lost to united last season and they they can be quite inc- inconsistent yeah. but um they are they still managed to stay above us they still when it counts when it counts they've managed to, to beat us twice and maintain that lead even even though it's only four points at the moment and if that it's not mathematically impossible with 11 matches, but I just think it's going to be really hard. It's going to be really hard. And how, how many more chances are we going to get from the end odd, of the season?
2: It's one of those odd things that the Chelsea, and I still don't understand why they, they particularly want us as a cup final. I don't understand it, but they do. Um, and, and they pull all the stops out for it. We knew they were going to, but but I thought um, Lampard was really the man. I thought, yeah, well, he is perfect man. While well, they haven't got a... Um, a transfer window to use but now they've, they've had that um, rescinded uh, they chose not to really use it but uh, I'm not so sure he is I, I, they, they've dropped so many points and I see them doing it again there is a, for me I think if they pulled out all the stops for yesterday which they did and, and it actually we should have made it hard for them we should have made it hurt so when they come out midweek to play in the Champions League they're tired and then they're tired again for next weekend I think they're away at Bournemouth um, which they may have an easy run so they've had a slightly easier run you know we, we, we came into the game as I say only playing a few days before uh, which whether you think that's fair or not is is a bit of an oddity really but and, and they've only got Bournemouth the week after so whew. but I we will as you quite rightly say we are where we are because we deserve to be but that will be it after 11 more games We'll find out whether we deserve to be in fourth place, and if we are, then, then yes, you know I think because Chelsea will make a mess of it, and, and I will make mess of more games. I, I'm not sure that Frank is going to keep the job at Chelsea. I, I, I'm not sure he is the man for them.
1: Really? Okay.
2: No, I don't. I, I think he's going to fail. Oh, I
3: agree. I don't think he's their long-term successor at all. I, I think it's going to. At one point, enough feel the factor because it's you know Frank change. But you know, I think with his managerial expertise, I think there's probably bigger and better names out there that eventually it's going to the, the hierarchy at, at Chelsea are going to want to go for. And as much as they love Frank, that you know I don't I don't necessarily see them sticking with him for three, four, five years. I, I, I genuinely don't. We could be wrong, but who knows? But I think. the... The situation with us at the moment is, like you say, I think, you know, we we almost gave it, we made it too easy for Chelsea now for their upcoming fixtures, and I think a lot of our league position is going to be dependent on who we get back in for the last few weeks of the season, whether Sonny gets back, whether he recovers from his operation time, whether Harry makes a return before the Euros, which I think he'll want to do because he's going to want to. He's going to want to be England as captain, so I think his his intention is going to be to get back and and, and try and, and and you know uh, appear in as many Spurs games as possible. Whether it's going to be too little, too late, who knows? But I, I certainly hope that they can they can add to us towards the end of the season, just to give us a little bit of a lift going into the next, if, if nothing else.
1: Okay, let's look at at some um, questions and comments from listeners. So firstly, Kent Goodrich, he just says, uh, look at Tottenham, his his thoughts are, look at Tottenham, they play a World Cup winning captain in goal, two massively experienced defenders who have been the mainstay of the Belgian side, ranked number one in the world, and they still can't defend the shite. Um, He goes on to say, I thought Jose Ball won't be pretty, but would at least be hard to play against, but even poor 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 team cut through us with ease. Um, I'm not sure. Reas-
2: I'm, I think it's a reasonable question.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure that Chelsea are a poor team, but I know, I know what he sort of says. I mean, they're, they're a team that, as I said, have lost at home to United, Bournemouth, and West Ham. This, this they've been pretty vulnerable at home, certainly. Yes. Um, and then question from Matthew Moroney. His Twitter handle is Matthew Moroney six. Uh, no area and Delhi. Most Spurs fans wanted this it really didn't work without them, did it?
2: Well, I have to answer that by saying, yes, it didn't work without Whether it would have worked with them, we'll never know. I know it's always easy that uh, the players that don't play uh, a man of the match, but, mm. um, you know, you, you just never know. But uh, and, and who knows if they were carrying a little knock or something, I, 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 he wouldn't say. Um, I personally would have preferred to start with Delhi. I know a lot of people want... Um, are questioning Delhi and, and some are even saying about uh, selling him in the summer. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm entirely against that. I think he's still... that. I still think he's got to um, adjust his game a bit now. He's being found out for his little tricks and, and he rarely uh, gets away with a nutmeg. Um, he tries to play through defenders rather than sort of playing an easier ball. And I think he will improve as time goes on, whether that's under Mourinho or somebody else, I don't know. But uh, I... I would have preferred to see him start, but again, we do have to uh, factor in that we'd only played a few days before, and I, I guess it was always going to be a little bit of a, uh, a switch around a few players. Um, and whether I, I personally thought Tanganga was possibly our man of the match, and I don't really want to, against Chelsea, and I, I don't really want to pull one out because of such a poor performance, but I thought he was one of our real bright lights, and, and I really quite, he's quite a lad for me. I, I said when he first played, I, you know that's uh, one swallow doesn't make a summer, but he's certainly making quite a quite a flock of uh, birds at the moment. So
1: yeah, I, he had a good game. I just feel that um, to ask a centre back to play at full back, he's been playing left back a few times recently, now right, which is his natural side, is is fine in a in a back four, but in a in a back five or a back three. Um, when we were playing so deep, and often he was the outlet when we were trying to get the ball out, I thought that was asking a bit too much of him. I mean, he he did uh, best as he could, I felt, but yeah. it was a little unfair on him. And I, and I think somebody like an Uriah on one side or a Session on the other side, uh, as you sort of touched on earlier, would, would have been more favourable with that sort of formation.
2: But that, that's partly my point, but I mean, he's playing being played out of position, but he gave it all, didn't he? Which mm. is what I refer the other players. And to answer Kent's question, quite right. We've got a World Cup winning goalkeeper, we've got two central defenders that were almost World Cup winning, but certainly you know they are slight I mean they, it is a few years to two or three years on and, and they are starting to show their age a little bit, but I think the answer comes from more the shield. And that doesn't necessarily mean the two players in front, but it means defensively. And again, we'll come back to this not high press, but a press and trying to win the ball back that other teams do, the top teams. They have their five, six seconds. Um, Particularly with Leipzig, there were three to four players. If you didn't get rid of that ball bit sharpish, they were suddenly surrounded by three or four players who were determined to nick it off you. Um, And then by pressing so hard, the player panics and then toes it and gives it away um and we're not doing that so of course our defense aren't being given a, a the best chance uh so i'm not sure and I, I thought Larice was fine i, I wouldn't yeah. uh, i wouldn't drag Larice out i think he's been excellent for it since he's come back from injury
1: yeah no i agree with he was solid um zoe were you a little surprised that delhi i know he's not been in great form Recently, and he obviously was substituted. For the week that was well documented. But given the fact that it was a big match, and he tends to raise his game in, in, in big games like this, and he's done that against Chelsea in the past, scoring a brace at home a few seasons ago, and 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 and, uh, and a couple uh, when we when we were at the Bridge two years ago. Um, were you surprised that he didn't start the match, and also maybe the fact that he came was introduced as late as he was.
3: Um. I wasn't surprised that he was dropped to the bench. I, 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 could, I, honestly say I saw that starting lineup and the fact that he wasn't there. I, I, don't, I didn't, I didn't necessarily agree with the fact that he didn't, he wasn't playing. But I, I understand what why he was on the bench. I, I could. It wasn't surprising to me that he was there, given the the last few times he played, the amount of stick he's been getting from the media and from fans, and which I don't, which I don't always agree with either, but. I understand why, why he didn't play. Um, I was surprised that Ndombele didn't play. That, that, was the, that was the surprise to me, was the fact that Muno had taken deli out and rather than Lamella being in his place, he played Ndombele, which I suppose, like David was saying, it was, it was supposed to add to the shield to protect the defence. But obviously watching the game in, in hindsight yesterday, it was all very... It was all very last last ditch defending, and and, and I don't necessarily think that 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 actually sort of worked long long term. I would rather have seen Delhi playing in in on Dombele's place, just to give us that outlet because we were be just so pinned in for so long, and mm. we, we had hardly any uh, hardly any it. And the one thing Delhi does give you is running, and he gives you you know he covers the ground like no other player does for us, and and. Uh, I, I think
1: we missed that hugely yesterday. OK. Um, question from Darren Pammenter, Twitter handle it is at P1919. Um, we played arguably our five best defenders plus four in midfield to protect them and we still con- conceded two against a very bank average Chelsea side. Apart from losing Sonny and Kane, what else is the problem?
2: Yeah, well, Sissoko. We, we, Nobody's mentioning Sissoko. Um, we miss him badly. Uh, just I think just as much as we do um or almost as much should we say than Sonny and Kane uh individually he's been so strong for us and and we desperately miss him he should be back supposedly in three to four weeks the last report and I and and it'll be interesting to see what happens when he does get back and see if he makes a big difference um we'll all be looking very carefully at that but yeah uh Darren's quite right as we say just now um there we were with a supposed shield that against, and I agree, an average Chelsea side. They're not that good. Uh, and, I, um, and I think we should have thoroughly competed with them. Um, but we didn't. And that's, uh, I think, that's shocking. That I don't care. We all talk about tactics, whether who should have played, whether it should have been Uriah, whether it should have been Taganga. No, whoever played should have at least matched Chelsea's desire. And that was nowhere near. Nowhere near. Shocking.
1: Were either of you surprised that okay, we you know, we didn't make a great start and, and and we we weren't great throughout the game, but were either of you surprised that the substitutions came as late as they did? So I think the first one was the first one was fairly early ish into the second half. Um, and if I seem to recall that was Dombele coming off. And who came on? Who came on? I think Lamella. Um but the other two or the other it uh, was Delhi came on later on for Um I was surprised that uh, I wasn't sure why Alderweireld was the one that was chosen I mean it could have been any one of the centre backs I, I was surprised that one of the centre backs didn't come off earlier on in and and we'd reverted to a flat back four and got a few more bodies for example in, in, in midfield earlier on Um to me, I think the fact that that the changes were made as late as they were—I'm not saying it would have made any difference if it, if it had um, happened any earlier. We still might have, you know, we still probably wouldn't have shown the same desire and matched them, etc. But it might have given us more time, perhaps, to turn things around. That—that that I was somewhat surprised that Jose left it as late as, as he did for somebody who's supposedly renowned to be good exactly. at making substitutions.
2: Exactly, that's what we expect of him isn't it? There mm. are certain things we expect of Mourinho sides and, and tactics and one of them is don't mess about, if it isn't working, change it. Um, with Maurizio, uh, he was renowned for certainly not substituting any earlier than 60 minutes yeah. and even then sitting on his hands a bit and Mourinho when he first came in um, did make substitutions very early and in fact I think he made one in the first half which was tactical. Which, which I quite like You think, yeah, someone's going to do something And yet yesterday didn't uh, As you say, it's, I've no idea The way we were playing No, I don't think it made any difference at all I think whoever's going to play yesterday We've we got the complete wrong idea As to what um, was required of us So I don't think the subject But yes, I was surprised Were you Zoe? Do you
3: think he would make an appointment to Levy In order to say, this is what I have to work with I can't bring anybody on that's going to make the difference. So I'm I'm going to delay what I would normally do because everybody knows we that that sort of manager where if, like you say if it isn't working he hoikes somebody off, changes the system around and, and 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 you know tries to tries a different approach. But I think I think I mean I've been watching his press conferences and and, and subsequent things after the both matches and I think it, it, he he came up with that phrase of we're, it's like we're a, we're going into, a, is it going to, going to war with no bullets or we're, yeah. we're a gun? Yes, yeah, that's
2: it. And, yeah.
3: and uh, I think to, that's a, a thinly veiled dig at, at Levy in order to say, you know, what, what else do you expect me to do? Because I think, didn't Levy say when, when Mourinho took the job that he wanted top four and, and some silverware? It's like, well, you might want that, mate, but, you know, at the end of the day really can only work with what he's got, and at the moment we are we are working on depleted depleted numbers, drastically, and in, and in vital areas. I mean, it isn't just the case of we've got one person missing in midfield. that. It's it's two or three huge players in areas of the pitch where are where we are so lacking in how we usually are. Mm. I mean, you can't replace Kane. When Lorente got it, when Laurenti signed that contract and he left and went to Napoli. It was imperative then that we signed a striker. When when Lerante went as a as a backup to, to to Kane and Sonny, the fact that Kane and Sonny are both now injured that falls on one person's shoulders to me, and it's not Jose Mourinho.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, if 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 he was trying to make a point, if he was trying to do that to Levy, then doing so in a public way isn't going to isn't going to change levy's mind there's probably only going to be one one winner um on on that front and it's not going to be jose um but you're right we we've we've we should have invested we should have invested in, in in we 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 did get some players in january but we should have we should have got a striker in january we should have got last summer we should have Bought a striker when when Lorente went, either kept him or, you know, at the time I felt that, okay, we haven't got a striker, we've let Lorente go, perhaps the club feel that Troy Parrott is ready. Um, With hindsight, I don't think either Bochettino or Mourinho feel that he's ready just yet. I've seen a lot of Spurs fans uh, on social media suggest that oh, we've got to play him, we've got to play him. Look at Wayne Rooney; he was however many years old, he was 16. And, well, every player is different. Every it doesn't mean to say that Troy Parrott's a bad player. It just his development might be slightly later than than a, some other players of his of his uh, age group. Um, if he's not ready, and if two top managers. Don't think that. Then that's absolutely fine. I don't want him to be right. The last thing I wanted, I would want for the player and for the club, is for, for, for us to rush him out. But um, if he, if therefore, if he wasn't perceived to be ready back in the summer, then we should have either kept hold of Lorente or, or signed another, another striker. Having said all of that. Um, Jose's got to work with what he's got. Injuries happen, that's part and parcel of football. This time last season, we had Harry Kane injured once again. Delhi, if you recall, picked up an injury last January against Fulham, so he was out for a bit. And then Son, I think, was coming back from, um, from, from playing for South Korea. And we were... V- you know, down to the bare, bare bones. I seem to recall Sun was then out injured for a, for a game or so as well, um, and we just got on with it. And Mourinho said after the game, "Look at Chelsea. They played a World Cup winning striker up front. England second striker on the bench, and Belgium second striker in the stands. We have we had no strikers on the pitch, no strikers on the bench, and two in hospital. And whilst that's true, that doesn't excuse the way that we played and the commitment or lack of that we showed." And that Absolutely. that that falls on Jose. Well, it falls on the players, but also he's got to stand up and take some responsibility rather than hide behind excuses.
2: Absolutely. Oh yeah. It's um. You, you can always come back to the first thing you can do is play with passion, energy. I. It's the more tired than Chelsea were because they'd only played a few days before. But I I I don't buy that. The re, the result of yesterday of how we played um, was really poor. Really poor. He could have done a lot more than that. Going back to Lorente, I said to you, javier before that I don't. Unless we had a player in mind um, to sign, I didn't think we should lose Lorente. Now, the one thing the two fast boys, uh, or three with with Stephen Bergwijn as well, will, would like is a target man like Lorente as a flick on. That would be perfect for them. Mm. I never understood why we let him go and I think that was a mistake but as I say, but it's gone now there's no point uh, crying over spilt milk in, in my opinion it's spilt milk anyway for that, um, we're still not um, playing with the passion that I believe we should be playing at
1: Agree. Right, um, we've got quite a few questions to get through in the second half of the podcast um, before we do all of that um, Spurs laid Spurs, oh, I get it wrong every week, um, no it's Beck's got it wrong on the last pod as well Um The Spurs women were in action, or are in action today, um, against Brighton women. Um, Here is Bex with this week's Spurs women's update.
4: Hey, it's Bex. So, Spurs women. um, Anybody who listened to the podcast last week would have heard John and I giving the start of, um, not live commentary because we clearly weren't there, we were doing the podcast, but of the scoring of the Spurs women game last week in the FA Cup against coventry um yeah five nil that's a nice win to come away with wasn't it so rihanna dean scored three siri vorm had one lucia leon as well so that's really nice good to see the girls go through so the um next match is on the 15th of march and that game will be played away so today is sunday um and the women played again today and came away with a one nil win Again, Rihanna Dean scoring. It was a penalty, but Brighton played the best part of that game for for over an hour with only 10 players. That game leaves the women in sixth place. So again, as has been all season, steady mid-table. I'm sure everybody's happy with that. A couple of teams around them have games in hand, but I can't see that making much of a difference on the league table overall. Next game is next is oh gosh, that's a long break till the 22nd of March. Um, the FA Cup tie is due to be played on the 15th, but I guess that depends on other scheduling commitments. Certainly, because one of those teams that we can be playing again, or a couple of those teams, um, are scheduled to be playing Champions League games, and I think that has an impact. Either way, the next scheduled match is the 22nd of March at two o'clock, um, and that's at the Hive against Birmingham City Women. Um, go have a look at the social media as ever; it's um, really informative. Anyway, I am Bunches Bex. If you need anything, that's me on Twitter. Cheers, thanks, bye-bye.
1: Welcome back to the second half of the Tottenham Family podcast. Thank you, Bex. Right, um, let's go dive back into questions. So one from Gilly. uh, He says, several parts of his questions. How many top teams in Europe do not press? Um, There was also a question from uh, a chap called Ozzy. His Twitter handle was at... O's Tam Seventeen, who says we used to be the best pressing team in the, in the league, now we're the worst. Why is that? Um, and yeah, let's let's just deal deal with that f- first part. I and mean, everybody seems to be these days playing with with, with a high press, one of a better phrase. I know that, um, but we we're not doing that as much. We have, to be fair, we haven't we were, we were starting to drop off that a little bit, even under Pochettino the last couple of years.
2: Very much so. Pochettino did it. Once we got to a certain level, he thought he could uh, play like a class side. Knock it around, build it, go back in defence. We'll keep the ball. We don't need a press because we've got it. And, and, and a, in a, th- a theory, that sort of works. But, of course, there are times we don't have the ball. We do have to go and get it. Um, and, yes, I think the Spurs fans were recognising that uh, we weren't... Um, pressing enough to get the ball. And now, uh, it's absolutely right. Um, all the top sides do it. It worries me. And this is something I've been thinking about that all the top teams are asking everything of their players years ago. Um, after training, they go down the pub, have a drink Mm. And, and they were more important to be team bonding. Then that was the very idea. Now, of course, everything's changed. This is now they are athletes. Um, I'll pick out, I'm going to go a bit off on one now. Dave Brailsford, who's the cycling uh, manager for years, he has these special trousers that uh, the competitors wear when they're not racing at that moment. If they're on the inside the velodrome, they've raced. They're coming back on in half an hour. They put these trousers on. The French want to know what they are. They know they keep the muscles. It's little, it's little bits. It's every little thing, no stern, stone left unturned everything and now football's going that way where they're every little part of their um, life is being monitored checked um, improved just for that edge and this high press is all part of it and just how much can you how much more can you get out the players and I do wonder and I think that's a little bit I think with the Spurs team over the last couple of years they've had enough of it a bit uh, and I think you'll find that with Liverpool soon, that they'll get so far and then that effort will just slightly diminish and you'll see them starting to lose games. It's, it's, it's just too much. We're losing uh, the, 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 the entertainment side of the game. Um, we're sacrificing it for this athletic. But, yeah. I mean, it's. And that's what's beating us at the moment. It's athletic football. It really is. Sorry, I went on one there.
1: That's right. No. um, I I mean, we don't have. The average age of the squad has gone up, so those players are slightly older. Some of them had a few injuries, so playing an intense. Style of football might be might be we just don't have some some of the personal any any more that we that we we, we once did. We you know when, when we had this, I think it was back in 2015. the Average age of our starting eleven for a match, I remember one week was 23 or 24, which at the time was was a record. Um, we're not that young side anymore, hence the the need to re- rebuild. I I wonder whether though also from a style point of view whether. Jose just doesn't set up teams to play with that sort of high-press, high-intensity football. Um, and maybe perhaps where other managers do, he's sort of been left behind a bit. Zoe? I
3: mean, it's, like, it's like if you knew the answer to that question, I think we have seen the performances that we've been seeing. I think a lot of the the crest and, and, and the debate with why we don't do it. I mean, it's like you say, it's because of the personnel. And, and I think it is about adapting to these new players that we're bringing in. Because, you know, you can't expect um, a midfield to be run by Moussa Dembele for the best part of, you know, four or five years to then try and replace him. I mean, the amount of players that I've seen go on record to state that he was the best player that they've ever played alongside, you know, it's 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 a massive part. You know, the the, the press was sort of um, we didn't sort of need it for such a long time because we had Dembélé in the midfield, sort of dictating it. it we, nobody could get the ball off him. So you know, he was a huge asset to how we played in that field. He was so important to that system. That you know, that, that sort of pressing um, game for us. It's sort of. It sort of was a, an, an afterthought because just get the ball to Moosa, we can sort of create pretty patterns, make make little rounds, and eventually the ball gets to us, and we can play Harry Kane. And nine times out of ten, he's in a good enough position to get a shot off. So that was how, for the, un, a long time under, Potsch, you know, we were playing, and I think that's why after however many years we saw that sort of intensity drop away because once once uh, Moosa had left the side and and. Hoskia didn't have him to call upon in that midfield anymore. It's then trying to find an, an, a pair of, of players to do the job that he used to do so well. I, I, I think you can't underestimate that his his position in that team.
4: Mm.
3: Once we lost him and once he, just, once he moved on, it's now trying to find that perfect partnership again.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's a really good point. Sorry. Um, I, uh, yeah, I, he's somebody that's... we've. You can, I mean, how can you replace a player like Dembele? That's the thing. I mean, he's yeah, exceptional talent. I mean, I suppose the hope is that Dembele might be that player, but he can barely finish a match now. Um, I wonder if there's a case for playing... Um, Lo in a central midfield role but very deep, picking up the ball from the defence and driving it forward because he's certainly got the the technique and the skill and he's also he's quite tenacious and tough for a small small little guy Um, I mean, I, I know comparisons are always a bad thing but he could be, he could actually end up being not our Moussa Dembele but our Luka Modric Yeah,
3: yeah who
1: was also somebody who who tiny little guy but would play um i not start off in, we didn't start off playing him initially in, in, uh, in a central role i remember Harry then moved him um into a more central role and uh, particularly last season playing there with Scott Scott Parker and um, he'd get the ball and he was very good at receiving with his back face to goal and in tight situations he could turn, he could keep the ball um, and he, he had not just the skill but the strength for a small guy um, to match so Maybe LaSalle says the answer. Uh, Sorry, just digressing on one there. Um, Another one from Gilly. He just says, Does Mourinho still know his arse from his elbow tactically? Uh, Don't want to be all proper football, man, but it's garbage football and worse. Chelsea outfought us again. uh, It looks suspiciously and worryingly like Mourinho and his young modern um, coach sidekick, uh, Sacramento, that is, really don't have any new ideas. Whisper it, but is Mourinho actually the emperor without any without any clothes? Um, I'm sure I'm being harsh, but I f- I feel ha- ha- harsh. So there, <laughs> my big fear is even when I uh, even when he has his players, the tactics tactics don't diverge too much from these. Have a good show. He goes on to say, is he? I mean, it's is, is uh, as as football moved on, and Jose's not.
2: Moved for the times. I'm tempted to believe that's that's right. Um, there is a little bit of that because um, I think Mourinho, when he was criticised um, at the United job, I think it was, and he was putting his fingers up, telling everybody how many trophies he'd won. Have respect, have respect. He's got this arrogance about him, um, which he'll never lose. Uh, and the fact is that he's—I suspect—he is the most decorated manager around, isn't he? Um, and. Consequently, he believes his tactics will be right. And it's not high press. Uh, it never really has been. It's a very, it's pragmatic. I always called his soccer pragmatic. It means that it's simple. It's a back four, but they're big guys. And and he does, first and foremost, he stops other sides from playing. And, and while he stops them from playing, that allows his side then maybe to go on and, and win the game. Um, so because they get rather confused without having a plan B, if you like. Uh, the, the League Cup final was a great example of that. I thought we we could beat them, Chelsea. And all he did was stifle us. Mm. Absolutely stifle I mean, they, He starved Harry Kane of the ball that day. And uh, they just slowly went on and, and, and until he got the goal. And it was much like Chelsea to us yesterday. You know, we didn't compete with them. They stifled us and they get the goal. A bit fortunate with the first one. Very well finished by Giroud. I have to say, when I saw Giroud on the, on the uh, sheet before the game, I I, oh, I smelled trouble. I thought, oh, it's just typical. I can't understand why he's not playing him. And there we are. So I think, um, I think, yeah, Gilly's um, got a reasonable take on it, in my opinion, that uh, he is getting slightly yesterday's man. I mean, for instance, would you, if I said to you now, we could replace Mourinho with Nagelman would you take it at this moment?
1: Yeah. Of course you would. Yeah.
2: Of course you would. Uh, I would. You know, there's the, there's the new man, new ideas, you get players playing. Um, and yet, Mourinho, and, and not all Spurs fans would, I mean, a lot of Spurs fans wanted Pochettino out and they wanted Mourinho to come in because he wins things. We'll see what they say if he doesn't.
1: Well, when was the last time he won a league title?
2: Yikes. T-
1: 2015. He's managed manchester united since then and now he's on to to us and he still hasn't won a league title in five years now compared to most managers that they that they they would you know they'd, they'd like a the uh c v as as um, glittered as as jose but by his own standards he hasn't won a league title since twenty fifteen
2: no but he, I, he did with the league cup and the europa didn't he with a with a, Which are not uh, a very good side.
1: Yeah, but they are not. I'm sure that's not why we why we've employed him. I'm. I'm. We. We. Surely we have employed the manager that, as he likes to say, free, free, free titles for Chelsea and yeah. however many at Madrid and Inter and two European Cups. That surely we've employed somebody with that pedigree to, in time, get it get us to that level.
2: In long term, yes, but in short term, I mean, I, Levy—we're looking at his um, paperwork saying, "Yeah, I, I need an FA Cup this season." I would say it's um,
1: questionable whether whether even in the long term he he can get to those heights, given given his track record post his league title, his second, his sorry, his third league t- league title in his second spell at Chelsea in twenty fifteen. If you look at it, since then, it start it's, things have started to unravel. There was the the incident with um, the the the. Physio, Eva, uh, Chelsea, iva, yep, uh, and then his spell at United. Okay, he won them a League Cup and a um, Europa no. League. Um, I think there was something else he won, like a Super Cup, but nobody really cares about that. There was community Shield, they're not proper trophies. Um, uh, but that wasn't a great spell. Um, it. <laughs>
2: Oh, we've had the Audi Cup in between. What are you saying?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know. I I, I just, I I, I wonder if, you know, football has... Look, time will tell, but you look at it and you look at the way other teams set up and you look at the likes of um, your man at Leipzig um, and the the guy managing Southampton and their sort of style of football and, and Pep and Klopp and it just feels like Jose is he's a he's a pragmatist that's what he does He can win those games he can win those one off matches semi final second leg in the in the new camp against all the odds he can do that he can get you over the line he can get you a trophy fine but can he over the course of a season in a thirty eight league campaign can he can he still do it playing the style <coughs> the style of football and if things don't go his way If you'd like to throw a tantrum and start blaming the fact that we haven't got players or we've got players injured or etc., you know, whereas other other managers get on with it.
2: Yeah, in fairness to him, I mean, Liverpool um, have come on leaps and bounds in the last two seasons, uh, way beyond we could have imagined. They are arguably the best side in the world. Mm. Um, And how is he ever going to match that? I have no idea. So I I have no. ambitions really of us winning a Premier League title anytime soon we've got to wait for Liverpool to collapse in some form I think before we can it's, it's a lot it's a big ask
1: but okay, I mean David you'll remember this but George Graham's fam- famous Arsenal team league winning teams of 89 and 91 okay, oh, they, yes. play, they played a certain way. Um they had a very solid you know, some of the some of the funda- fundamental footballs are still there, like, you know, you need to have a good if you're gonna win a league, you're gonna have a have, to have a good spine, you've got to have a good goalkeeper, you've got to have a good good defence, and they had a good good goalkeeper, they had a good back four. They kept it tight, they'd get goals, but they were quite boring to watch, they were quite organized and a lot of it was long ball football. And then football moved on since then yep. and George Graham George Graham wasn't a success as fuck okay, he never got us a league cup he wasn't a success at Spurs he did okay at Leeds to start off with but he, he wasn't there long enough Moved to Spurs and he's not really had any, he, well he, don't think he's had since Spurs I don't think he had any jobs in, in football and his stock has f- f- fallen and Around about the same time, you suddenly had the emergence of Arthur Wenger at Arsenal and the style of football he played and the success he brought them, and uh, and it, and it just feels like that maybe Mourinho is what George Graham what was by the time he took over at Spurs to us in terms of football style, in terms of football moving on. Maybe I'm being harsh. Maybe you know, time. We none of us, are, none of us. We can, we can all sit here and, and and talk about football and express our opinions. And people can write in and ask us questions. And 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 they can, as we all do, um, go on social media and say our two pennies worth. But we none of us are blessed with a crystal ball. So maybe I shall be proved wrong about Josie. Oh, I hope, uh, I hope you are. Uh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, I hope I am. Yeah, what do what you do, Zoe? You've been quiet for a couple of few minutes. Oof.
3: Oh, well, the thing is, I'm sort of listening, and and I mean, you guys both know my opinion on, on Jose and, and how much I didn't want Pochettino you know, to be sacked, and how much I didn't necessarily think that Jose was the man to to come in for us, and and that and he has, and I'm gonna surprise you both, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna stand up for Jose a little bit in terms of that he's had what half, just over half a season.
1: Yeah, a, not uh, even that.
3: Not even that, and I think to be, I think to be scrutinised. I mean, it comes with the territory. It's Mourinho. He's he's that sort of manager. He's going to be he's going to be prodded and poked and criticised in the press and regardless of what, wherever he is in the world, whatever job he takes on, it just comes with the territory. I think after after such a short amount of time, I've never known a, a manager of any club to to have the the scrutiny that he's had at the moment. He's had um, minimal chance to get any sort of players in that he would like. Um, I I don't see like, like you guys are both saying I, I don't see the, the point of, of jumping on his management style yet. He's had very minimal time especially coming in midway through a season. He, he made the point that, I'm going by things I've heard him saying the press, you know, the, 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 the quotes he's coming out. With. He's saying he'd like the the season. Basically, he's saying he'd like the season to be over, and he'd, and he'd like to um, he'd like to have a, a full preseason with with the squad. Yeah. And uh, and and I, and I think that we can only judge him after he's had a full season with the team, and if we notice any improvement, yeah. Then. The appointment is is working as it should be and if you notice things in in a year's time from now and and things haven't moved on you have to that's when the questions have to start being asked i think yes all too much too soon at at this particular point i think we have to throw everything else out the window and say we have to finish as high as we can and try and, and our best try and win some silver that And that's the, the two objectives of this season under Mourinho. But
2: what in the me, in, in the meantime, I just want him to get the side to play with passion.
3: Yes, and I, com-
2: I, I compete. Um, Bare I minimum.
3: To, to expect that?
2: Yeah. But I
3: think a lot of that the that comes down to the players, just as much as him. You yeah. know, he, he he has to motivate the players, but it's, it's it's down to the players if they if they want. Champions League football next year, then they have to go out and they have to earn it, you know, by their own performances. A lot of it can fall on Mourinho's shoulders, yes, but but a lot of it is that the players almost get away with it because Jose Mourinho is such a huge name and, and they can sort of fall under the radar. They can perform at 60, 70 percent because they know in the press that Mourinho's going on, that's getting counters and not them. And and I think that you look at the Chelsea performance and, and a lot of the players have to come up. And 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 have to question their own performances, and mm. and, and and expect, you know, it, a lot of it should be, should be that down to their responsibility. They 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 didn't perform at all well, and they have to question in their own mind why that was, and try and put it right for the next game. <sighs>
1: Okay, we've got about one, two, three questions. I'm going to go through them very quickly because there's a couple of other things um, outside of that that I want to discuss, uh, bring up at the end of the pod. Um, So firstly, we had a question from a guy called, I assume it's a guy, uh, might not be. um, uh, uh, He contacted us via our YouTube channel. Um, His ID or username is just Dash. Free, free, free. He says, I do miss seeing Poch, but unlike Jav, I'm more than happy with Mourinho. It just shows how we are now rated as a team, which brings me to my question. I see a lot of hate in Serge Uria's direction, and yes, he does annoy me, but our greatest manager in a hell of a time okayed the sale of Trippier, preferring Uria. But we now have one of the greatest managers to bless for football who prefers Uria. Maybe, just maybe, we are wrong and there is something he has to offer which we don't see thoughts on that
2: well i see Uri uh, in the main he's he's played quite well for us but he just has that moment doesn't he and i've looked at the, the footage yesterday um with the uh, leipzig game and again we're talking about all this intensity and and not high press but a, a press but he's been given this license to go forward now he's obviously been given that by his manager to go forward but there were fast breaks and all is doing is jogging he has that lazy streak where he jogs back and as I pointed out um, with you I think it was the Aston Villa game mm-hmm. we were in line with the defence weren't we and Uria was two yards behind the rest of the defence just standing there and he, he, again, he loses concentration, it's just a loss of concentration. And that's why he managed to trip somebody up, you know, in vital areas. It's, it's those little moments that he does. He's, but for the rest of the game, he's not so bad. He's, he's improved a great deal. Uh, but who else does he play? I mean, I, I've no idea what happened to Trippier. I just don't know what the story is behind there. Something happened. Otherwise, I think he'd still be with us. And don't forget, there were a lot of Spurs fans that uh, wanted Trippier out at uh, last season because his performances weren't there.
1: Yeah, I think most did, yeah.
2: So, yeah, that's my bit. Zoe?
3: He's, he's one of those players that other teams tend to tend to um, tactically analyse and, and sort of put, put him under unnecessary pressure because they know, like you say, uh, David, that he's going to have one or two moments within a game where he's going to be left exposed and he's going to do something rash and it's easy for other teams to, to, to pile on him and go right we're going to target this area because nine times out of ten you keep attacking that in, you keep getting the ball putting the ball one-on-one against him he's going to bring you down at some point and the amount of times I've been on this pod and and we've criticized Aurier him, he's he's gone on a, on a little round of games where he's actually performed very well and I think oh I feel like all right now because I've slated him on the pods for, for God knows how many weeks, and then he goes and does this, and then lo and behold, you know, a few weeks down the line, he'll do something, he'll concede a, a stupid penalty or concede a foul that leads a goal for another team, and you just think, right, I was right. So it, it's that level of consistency, and I think yeah. this is this is this is the thing from top to bottom, from. Mourinho down to every last pair on that pitch It's going to be a level of, of consistency and that's what's going to get us from either finishing outside the top four this season or managing to get a Champions League place. I think it's that consistency in performance, it's consistency of, of, of having that a, a, t- a time where we pick up very minimal injuries. I mean, no team is, is, is entitled to go for the season without picking up anything. And it's, and it's very rare to, to sort of see a team that, that, I mean, you could say possibly Liverpool, they've picked up very minimal injuries in the last sort of year, year or so. But um, I think it's that level of consistency that's going to be imperative to how we finish the season now. And uh, I think he is the most inconsistent player, individual, and that I think that's why he comes under so much scrutiny all of the time, because he isn't—he is a consistent player, and you want someone of high quality in the in the, the fullback areas. And it just happened that the the, the Leipzig game—it was Davis that conceded the penalty. Well, yeah, I was
2: going to mention that it's Davis that did that, and I don't want to drag him out for it. It was just one of those unfortunate moments—he got it wrong, and there we are.
1: I think on. On Aria, sorry, on Trippier. I don't, I don't know if that. Well, um, Poch certainly okayed the sale of Trippier, but I don't think he necessarily preferred Aria because I'm sure there was some talk in the summer of Aria uh, was was going to leave as well, but we couldn't find a buyer. Um, what I find astonishing was the fact, not that we sold Trippier. Um, I would have preferred he had stayed. I think I prefer him to Aria, but he did have a poor season last season. I think the writing was on the wall. Um, but know, off the two, I would have kept a uh, rare, but so I would have kept sorry Trippier. But I, I was surprised that once she sold him, and then with talk of Bob Serge possibly leaving as well last summer, which didn't happen, that we didn't buy a right back. And I know that Carl Walker Peter started a few games, and maybe there was a reason. Maybe we. Pochettino at the time perceived that he was Walker-Peters, the time was now for, for, for Walker-Peters but if that was the case then he should have got more chances. Um, it, it, it's, it's not exactly the same as the Parrot, um lorente thing that we mentioned earlier but similar in that okay if you've got a young player and you believe that he's ready, if you believe he's ready then fine then play him but if you don't, that, that's that's all well and good, but then you should, you need to invest in that area. So I, I don't think, to be honest, I don't think Jose's a big fan of Uriah either. I think he just doesn't really have any other options at right-back, really. He he is our only recognised, now that we've loaned out Walker-Peters, he's like, he's our only recognised right-back. Um, yet you can play Voith there, yet you can play Sanchez there earlier this season. That was a disaster. You can play Toganga there, um, none of whom... Are, you can consider out-and-out right-backs. OK, um, let's just quickly get through these. Uh, another one from Darren Pannenter. I thought Jose would install a fighting spirit, but the players seem toothless and not up for the fights. Feels feels like some players are starting to play for Jose like they did for the last six months of Poch's reign do you think it's down to the manager or is it a deeper issue amongst the players and then John Steggles who says are the players giving it their all so similar sort of thing and would any other manager have us playing better
2: yeah that's an impossible answer isn't it I wish I knew the answer to it um, as to whether it's the players not doing what the manager surely if they're not doing what the manager wants he would be hooking them off um, earlier than he was yesterday but I, I don't think so. I think um, it, it, they're doing broadly what is asked. So that intensity, I think, is possibly down to the manager. I think he's asked them to play within a, a, a tactic, and that just doesn't include that high energy. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I have to believe that. It, it really is about opinions, but clearly by the questions. Everybody's seeing it. You know, we, we didn't even match Chelsea how can we not match Chelsea? In a basic form. I, I keep saying it. Um, it doesn't have to be high press. Uh, as I say, it just has to be competing with pressing in the middle of the park.
1: You can play You can play with a low block, as we yeah. did against City and against Liverpool. You can play with a low block and accept that you're going to have less of the ball and hit teams on the counter and get a result, as we did against City. We didn't against Liverpool, but we could have. We had, uh, I think, 20 minutes towards the end of the game where, where we were certainly very much in the match. Uh, but in both games, we showed a bit of desire, we showed a bit of character, we showed a bit of a heart. Didn't show any of that yesterday. That, I think mean, that's a frustrating thing more than anything. Yeah.
3: I think the players don't believe that they do go one nil down. That we're going to end up that we're going to end up scoring because I think they they are feeling the loss of Sonny and as much as we are. I think if they if I think the players honestly believe if they go one nil down that that they're both real hope chance of, of scoring an equaliser or, or getting the winner because we just look so depleted up front. There's no out. There's no yeah. out um, And and if you're not going to score goals and if you concede then then the results are really going to go one way, maybe not. That's the, that's the black and white of it. you're not going to put the ball in the back of the net and you're going to concede for the goals, then you know, the results are not going to go our way. And until we sort that out or until we manage to find a tactic whereby we're managing to get outwards and players are a more clinical in front of goal, then the results will hopefully turn around. But at the moment, at the moment, what, what can we expect? What else can we expect?
1: We're saying going will have to show, show a lot more heart and desire next week against Wolves. Um, that's going to be a really tough game. I know we're at home, but...
3: That's what can expect at the moment, is an effort and desire and heart and, and, and I don't think we're unreasonable in expecting that and that's what's the most disappointing thing is is the fact that, that we didn't match Chelsea in the desire part of it. In the desire part of the game. In the effort. That's what's the, that's what the crux pod's been about and that's what I think is griped us all. More so than the fact that we didn't get the result, it's the fact that we did not
1: Yeah, no and, and it and and we might be interesting Playing, I was going to say a less—they're not a lesser team, but you know, comparatively in terms of uh, compared to uh, Liverpool or a Man City, they're not—they're not—they're yeah. not a big, yeah, they're not. But but they're but they're still a they're still a bloody good outfit, and they play really good football. So it'd be interesting the way Jose set, sets up, but whether. We try to go toe to toe with them, or whether we play with a low block and try to hit them on the counter. Fundamentally, it's going to go back to almost, if you like, the basics of basics of football at any level. Are we going to show that little little bit of desire? And yeah, you need to have you need to have quality players. You can unlock yep. unlock defences, and 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 you need goals, and you need strikers, and all of those things. But are we going to are we going to come come away there, whatever the result, with Bit, a bit of effort and application at least fans can say well at least they fucking tried and not you know not 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 uh not second best to everything we shall see i mean top i think we're six now on the table top four is going to be difficult it's tight it's still fairly tight between ourselves and man united and, Sh- and and sheffield united and Wolves and and chelsea even at four points it's still all possible but it's going to be very difficult um I just want to move move it away finally to finish off the pod move it away from the present because I'm really depressed watching spurs at the moment i'm not going to hide that um, and it's probably parents anybody who listens to this pod what I think of the situation um and I'm not going to apologize for that either because it is what it is and we all follow spurs and 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 um you know we, we all form an opinion of what we see on the pitch and and we're all passionate so I, I can't I can't hide or I can't change what I what I'm feeling at the, at, at, the, at the moment but something that I really did enjoy watching this week on I think it was Tuesday um, and did, did either of you see the documentary on BT sports about Jimmy Do you
2: know I've recorded it and I haven't got to watch it yet damn shame on me you didn't you didn't tell me you were going to ask that i'd have watched it sorry so i had to watch the game instead
1: again sorry <laughs> did you
2: watch it i haven't i've got it on record that that day when i've recorded it and
3: I haven't,
1: <sighs> I, haven't, I haven't
3: watched it yet
1: um i've watched it twice um oh i really really enjoyed it um and i'm not, I'm not going to go into details of, of of it and obviously um you know we all know about jimmy Cruise and, and what he what he did for for the club and 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 you know be a record record goal scorer and 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 all of that and I'm the generation where I wouldn't have obviously seen him play ever um I just know what I've heard and read and seen on little clips here and there um, so I, I suppose I can't fully appreciate the the talent um i'm I'm aware of the i can i can appre- i can only appreciate it through the prison of the records that he sets and also the little odd black and white clip that you see here and there um but I I they obviously talked about that side of um of his life um and there was lots of clips of of Spurs um in the past and that was you know it's always enjoyable watching looking back I I feel for I've always enjoyed watching um Spurs matches or Spurs players and goals from the past um obviously touched upon his battle with alcoholism um and then latterly um his tv career which is about the time that i became aware of jimmy grooves was when um he was a pundit and then sort of uh well in the in the 80s but and i i would have become aware of it more in the late 80s early 90s um it's a really enjoyable watch so if if well, you, you, both of you haven't watched it and will no doubt get around to watching it, but if anybody um, anybody in the UK hasn't watched it, um, then uh, and if they've got BT, then do watch it. And if you're living overseas, I'm sure there will be, uh, in this day and age, there are always means, not strictly legal means, but there are means of um, accessing material. Um, <laughs> And i would thoroughly recommend um uh watching that cause it, it it was a really enjoyable watch um right the next podcast will be i'm going to record it a week today the same day that we play wolves so it will be um it will be recorded a few a few hours after the Wolves match which kicks off at 2 so we'll probably record at some point in the evening so that gives me very little turnaround time to put a running quarter together and to gather questions Um, but please do send us your questions by the usual means by Twitter, by Facebook and uh, if you if you happen to follow us and 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 listen to the podcast via the YouTube channel, and uh, you've got a YouTube account, and I know some people do, and they leave comments. Feel free to contact us via 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 that means as well, and uh, get your questions in. Um, until next time, all that's left for me to say is thank you, Zoe. Thank you,
3: guys.
1: Thank you, David.
2: Yep. Cheers. Thank you. And
1: until next time, the future's bright. The future's clearly white. Good night.
0: Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, the base are bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run to that green. White our Lane has seen its pain, it's at its load tonight. We fought our team through thick and thin and all those boring nights. And when the game is done, we'll sing a song and talk it out all night. Hey! Come on Tottenham, stick it in the goal Come on Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen Pull on that lady white and run on to that green Oh, we've seen them come, we've seen them go, the name's up on our shirt Gods have failed as men are hailed and faces in the dirt Now gather round and sing it out and we'll talk out over her.